0: Welcome back to the program everybody Hope you like what you heard so far But we are not done yet We got plenty more where that came from We're going to continue on This is part 2 of uh, chapter 1 of the Wrestling Block we got another guest On his way up right now Let's get back down to ringside Alright people our next guest We got a guy who was not only there with me in the '80s, right alongside with all the wrestling exploits, he also helped to shape and influence and take my viewing habits in a different direction in the early '90s. It's been a long time since he's been with us here on Death Cakes, but nonetheless, if you are a listener of No Jibba Jabba FM, if you are subscribed to all our shows, if you're a follower of the Funk, then he should still be a familiar voice to you. Welcome to the stage, my cousin, the man called
1: Ghost. I'm rough like a freight train, smooth like ice, and yo, know, straight up, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. Man, you can beat him, man. Yo, oh, man, words, you could be here, man. You know, I put on a couple pounds, man. We can do this, you can man. Do it. Extra, extra, we
0: all about it. Glad to have you back on uh, this show. Been a been a long
2: time. Long time coming, baby. Long yeah, time coming. I'm glad to be back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And so is this. Uh, so is this topic too. You know, I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a long time, but Jay wasn't a big fan of wrestling i mean i think he was already a senior in high school or maybe even graduated high school before he even started watching uh so that would have made for a very one-sided conversation so i always had this idea in mind like okay i know ghost was into wrestling but you know i can't really talk about that without getting everybody involved here so uh you'll hear from you know a few more people uh family members as far as that goes but uh ghost yeah um I want to talk to you specifically because, uh, one, I'm pretty sure you were into wrestling before I was, just for the simple fact that you were a few years older. But, uh, two, I remember back in those days, uh, back with the big rubber um, WWF, (laughs) uh, uh, the big action, well not even call them action figures, they're like, they're dolls, you know, you had a big wrestling ring, you know, I had uh, Iron Sheik and Jimmy Superfly Snooker, you had, you know, you had a shit ton of others. We used to fight them. We had the thumb wrestlers, which you just put the little uh, a <laughs> <the> thumb <laughs> in their back and have them fight like that.
2: Yo. Yeah, I even had the big joints. I even had the big joints that were like a foot tall. Yeah, the, yeah know, those are what I'm talking about. Strong. Yeah. yeah, I had like the Iron Sheik. And I yeah, had, I had Sheik too. Uh, I think I had, I had Iron Sheik, Hogan, Iron Sheik, the Giant, and I had Junkyard Dog. Yeah, and you have Savage and, and had, nice Beefcake. Yeah, Savage. I had, a, I had a few of them, man. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, man, wrestling was. I mean, uh, as far as at home entertainment, man, it, it was like number one outside of video games. Like me and Mike, man, Mike Dixon, what up? Um, you know, eventually again, we're gonna man.
0: have to get Dixon on one of these shows as much as we. Yeah, we're gonna have to get as much him as, on, as we
2: have to reference him. Yeah. So uh, what's up, Mike? Man, man, but uh, me and him, man. That was the thing. The only thing that would stop us from playing video games was to watch wrestling and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we wrestling would go off and go back to playing video games. Even as little kids when we were still playing with G.I. Joe's. Because those wrestlers that I talk about we had, I had a bunch of them, but them shits were expensive back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I had that, man, I was fucking lucky. But most of the shit that we had was G.I. Joe's because there was a shitload of them out. And oh, man, it was a they new G.I. Joe ex-
0: every day. Even once yeah, they, play- they weren't that ex-
2: Exactly. They came out with a line like, a, every week, it seemed like. And then, at the same time, they weren't that expensive. So you can get like two or three at a time, and your parents still didn't spend 20 bucks, and boom, you got new toys. So they that that was that was the move so me and mike always had we would wrestle with the gi Joes. we had the names that all the gi joes would look like certain wrestlers and so then if this one looked like yeah. Bobby, Heen, or if this one looked like hulk hogan or if this one looked like sting because there'd be wrestlers that did that because you, you know certain gi joes that did that yeah and then plus we had the little bitty screw that you could take out of the back of the fucking uh of the yeah, Joe, tiny, and we would switch uh, the body screwdriver, parts yeah so we would right so we would create other combinations to make them look like certain wrestlers. We even took it to the fact that we made wrestling rings out of shoeboxes or <laughs> or small, small regular boxes. We would take them, flip them upside down, right? cut the little bottom out to like it was a ring curtain and then we get four pencils and string put them in there as the turnbuckles and joint like that we did that we would even color in the the uh wwf or we wouldn't have wwf we have our own wrestling federation yeah i remember jwa or the the mwa or whatever (laughs) yeah so like we had a little logo we (laughs) had listen (laughs) we had the little logo you know, in crayon, you know, draw it out in pencil, and then color it in crayon on the cardboard mat. You know what I'm saying? And then we started taking pieces of paper and taping it over the the cardboard to make it a white mat. And then we would draw the logo on that and tape it down. And then poke the uh, and then poke the pencils through the corners to make it the turnbuckles and get the string. You know, sometimes we use shoestring, or sometimes we had uh regular string, and we'd use that as the ropes. And we'd rock. And you know. We have to make a new ring like once every couple months or something like that until like i went out to california and i went uh shout out to uncle mike uh he took me to the slaughton swap meets back in 88 and the compton swap meet We went to both of them all right uh one in 88 and then i went back went to the other one in 90 because i went out there twice so <clears throat> man listen yo these motherfuckers at swap me everything. I was a kid from the Midwest. I'm coming out to LA. I had never heard of a fucking swap me before. You know what I'm saying? Like the little flea markets and shit that they had around. Fucking oh, nowhere compared in Paris compared in Paris comparison to what these cats had going on out there. I, my, mind yeah, my mind was blown. My mind was <laughs> blown. They had everything, dog. I came back like a fucking king. I had, dog, that Bruce Lee skateboard? Remember yep. that dope-ass Bruce Lee skate? I got that from there for fucking eight bucks. Like, And they were slinging them like hotcakes, too. And it wasn't just the Bruce Lee joints. They had all kinds of dope designs on a whole bunch of different decks. It was it was dope, man. And, and that was a good board, too. That wasn't like a bullshit board, either. And then, um... And then at the same, t- at least you know, you know, I, it lasted for me. It was dope. Yeah. I mean, I traded the trucks and wheels out here and there, you know, because I used to skate. I had a minute where I was skating, but either way. But so, get back to the point. They had this wrestling ring, man, in one of the little stands, dog, and it was. I mean, it was fully made like a real toy, like real shit. Like it just wasn't in stores in St. Louis or in the Midwest at all. But they had them there, and it was like plastic they had the ropes the real ropes the real turnbuckles with the soft cushion on it like uh, i was i was like ooh! Yeah, i bought that shit i bought that shit came back man i'm telling you when i showed mike that shit man like it, he was like oh shit you know what i'm saying and it was over after that man i mean it had the real sounds when they hit the mat because we used to make the sound effects and when you body slam you be like and hit the mat and shit like that you didn't even have to make the sound effect because it sounded like a real mat it was dope, man. It, we we you know, we would play the wrestling with while we watched wrestling. I mean, it was just it was crazy, man. I mean, my favorite wrestler at the time, you know, and I didn't and come to find out, man, he was such an asshole, you know. But was the ultimate warrior. Yeah. <laughs> um, that dude was. Wild as fuck. He come to the ring all wild and crazy, and he had that. Uh, he had that. I'm not gonna try to like sing it. I've got it in my head, but he's, I'm not gonna try to hum it out or nothing because it's gonna sound fucking horrible. But he had this one particular. He had this one particular rock song. He always came to the ring to, and he just run full blast into the ring. You know what I'm saying? Basically doing you know the raise the roof shit all the time because that was his little symbol before he pressed somebody above his head and shit. So he come to the ring doing that, shaking his head, rocking and shaking the ring and Dragging his hair all over yeah. the place and just going fucking wild. I did an episode
0: and- about wrestling entrance uh, music, or well, about early, yeah. about you know early entrance uh, music back uh, mm-hmm. almost two years ago, and that was def- that was that was in the top five of, for me because I remember exactly. You know, that song comes on, you want to go out there and whoop some ass too, like oh yeah, right, like you want to run yeah, down there exactly. with him and
2: start shaking the ropes and. You know what I'm saying And it was wild and crazy Because going back and looking at it now And listening to a lot of the interviews and stuff That I've seen over time with different wrestlers And seeing how hard it was to work for them These guys are really professional performers, man Because they made that shit look so entertaining And to hear about, you know, the backstories Of what was going on behind the scenes And the real life aspect of the shit back then And we seeing just the performance aspect of it It's like, fuck You know what I mean?
0: Look, man, uh, I mean, well, you know he's not a he's not a unique case a lot of cats were like that you know i mean the the wrestling world was it's it's almost hard to believe that 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 a business like that could have stayed around for the hundred plus years that is that it has because i mean just behind the scenes was just absolute anarchy it was lawlessness man the shit they used to be able to get away with but you know talking about professionalism and I'll you know don't mean to cut you off here, but you I just something came in my mind when you said that it was like okay you remember when Ric Flair came over to a uh, WWF in 1991, I guess
2: that was weird okay yeah, okay that
0: was weird. okay so um and and you you were clued in on it a little better than I was because okay the the WCW belt the big gold belt as they call it you know that was created for mm-hmm. Ric Flair you know. Uh, yeah. They used a different belt yeah. before that, and but they eventually, eventually it took on... Eventually they made the, the official because belt. Because he had that. that
2: flamboyant Nature Boy right. shit, so they they were catering to that. Right.
0: right, and so eventually that just became the design of the belt, but that was created for Ric Flair, and they had him put down a $25,000 deposit on it or something like that. Um, and so, when it came time to renew his contract, and he talks about this all the time, you know, him and uh, Jim Hurd, I listened to Flair's podcast, he was talking about this, and Hurd uh, wanted to change, change his image, like, I remember when he cut his hair, you know, he was actually trying to repackage him as something else, you know, want to change his name, and uh, want to change his name to Spartacus or some shit, and like, uh, yeah, that was, that was going to happen, and I think, um, I forget who he said it was, was it Kevin Sullivan, or someone else behind the scenes, like, well, you're going to change Mickey Mantle's number two while you're at it, you know, like you don't, it's Ric Flair, you don't do that, but anyway, so he was saying how you know he never got the deposit back and they were he was bullshitting around on the uh, on the contract renewal so he was talking to WWF already had the plans to go up there and he's like uh, he never gave him the money back cuz they like, okay well uh, he said I'll give you back he said you know, we come here with the belt we'll give you back the money and then he came with the belt then come and said okay well you see this belt on Vince's TV next week and he showed up and that was the whole angle where they said oh yeah you know the real world champion Ric Flair is coming and they were holding that belt on TV and then eventually started blurring it out on TV and I said what's that about and then you said I don't know if you knew all that behind the scenes but you said that's because that's the WCW belt and they're showing it on TV I don't know why you know but but to bring that but but to, to go back to to why I got on this tangent in the first place, is because I've heard Flair talk about that Heenan wanted no part he wanted nothing to do with Ric Flair. Like he did not want to manage Ric Flair. He was representing the other company, you know, he represented something else you that said, who didn't Bobby Heenan. But he but they had him manage oh, Flair yeah. and you would think from the way he talked about it and the way he conducted himself that they were best of friends. And <laughs> Yeah I mean just yeah, I mean but he wanted no part of Flair. That's why eventually he stepped down to had Mister Perfect manage Flair after that, but uh, yeah, I thought Mr. I I didn't know that until, you know, this year that he didn't he he didn't want any part of that shit, but he conducted yeah. himself. He did he did the
2: business. Yeah, and it's crazy, man. Um, you know, cause I didn't know all the behind the scenes shit with you know Elizabeth and oh yeah, man, Hulk and Randy, and she ended up with with fucking Lex Luger and. How she died, and you know, shit's just crazy, man. I mean, yeah. and then you know the way Lex Luger looked now, and what happened to him. and it's Like, fuck, this, yeah. this is rough shit, man. But to get off the solemn side of the thing, man, I mean, you know, for the kid at the time, it was like the best entertainment going, man. And I yeah had been watching it for. I've I, I came out of the era. You know, like where I, I first started watching it when it was like when Harley Race was still wrestling. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, it was still King Harley Race because you gotta understand, like, like uh, when you came along and cast your age, it was King Jerry Lawler. You know, he he was kind of doing that King shit for the most part, but he got it from Harley Race, right? And you it, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, and, and from what I understand, it, it was, was just like different, that too. right? It was from yeah, different, it was different dudes over the time. Yeah, it was different you know.
0: territories. You know what I'm saying? So like which you know I don't want to get into all the technical minutia of like what wrestling is and what the business was like but you know back before you had just one big company kind of running everything you know wrestling was all different regional territories and so in Memphis Lawler was the king you know elsewhere you know uh, uh, Harley Race was the king just right. like what happened so, with uh, Rick Flair yeah. with Buddy Rogers and um, you know he was a nature boy he passed the torch to Rick Flair but you know, um, they had a match, you know, Nature Boy versus Nature Boy and shit like that. So,
2: yeah, that was the yeah, uh, the, the passing of the torch. even if you look
0: at, on, even yeah. if you look at like Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, superstar Billy Graham was their archetype, and then you know you yep. got you get Jesse the Body Ventura and Austin Idol, and Hulk Hogan. They all basically ripped off of uh, Billy Graham, and it's just you know who right. lasted longer with really, that type Hulk of gimmick. Hogan, you know,
2: more so than anybody. Yeah, Hulk Hogan really did. Yeah, yeah, superstar Billy Graham. Fuck. You know I mean and So I came in with that You know and then so you know I remember guys like Jimmy Superfly, Snucker, You know uh, and, and, and I'm throwing names out from both Federations you know WCW Which was NWA first Yeah um, yeah <clears throat> you know, And then they changed their name to WCW
0: Right that's one of the reasons but, uh, why I wanted to have you on this too Because uh, well I mean When I was young, you know, I mean, I remember WWF was on TV up here. Uh, There was, I think, eventually it started showing some NWA programming on some other channels. And if I saw that, like, oh, I don't know who these people are. I flipped the channel. Uh, You were the one. I'll tell you, I've been going way back to what you're talking about with the G.I. Joes. Uh, Road Pig. He looked just like Sting. And you used to call him Sting. And I remember we were playing G.I. Joes one day, and you were like, uh, Hemi Sting. And I said, who? And I go, him right there. I'm like, Road Pig. And I'm like, like this is Road yeah. Pig," he said. "I call him Sting." Like, oh, okay. You know, right, I didn't know what you were talking Sting. about. Then I went to your house,
1: and you had a. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you had a poster.
0: One day, you went to your house. You had a poster of Sting on the wall, or like a picture out of the magazine of Sting up on the up on the wall. I was like, mm-hmm. "Is that Sting?" Because he looks just like Road Pig. You're like, yeah, that's Sting. I didn't know who Sting was. That's because you were watching you know, the other wrestling, you know. And I didn't know. I didn't know these characters honestly. Um it really wasn't until well you know go ahead you finished what you were saying about the WCW and or NWA as it was
2: oh and yeah no I was just you know I was just saying you know I, I just remember all kind of guys and I'm throwing out guys from both eras from the NWA WCW I mean like I remember fucking you know Bam Bam Bigelow you know uh, Ricky Steamboat you know uh, there was Great Muda you know, yeah. uh, great mood, yeah. The Him and Stings Wars were dope. Uh, I mean, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, you just, man, and one of my favorite dudes, Ravishing Rick Rude, that dude was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> his ring tights were fucking awesome, man. He used to have, like, either his face or some girl's face on him. And, like, he came out with Elizabeth's face on his ass. Oh, I remember, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this dude is wild, dog. I was like, but whoever was making that shit was talented as hell, because the shit looked dope. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite bad guys was uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. My he was too. Cool shit, man. Yeah, he was dope, man. I liked him, man. Because uh, he was a good wrestler. He was a technical wrestler, but he was tough. And, you know, he was cocky as shit. He used to talk to shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Know, shit. And that I, laugh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now, the whole virtual thing, eh, you know, I'm um, whatever with that, but, you know, at, at the time, you know, it, I guess, you know, I, I didn't really realize all that shit, but, you know, whatever, but Ted DiBiase, I still used to like him a lot. Um, you know, it, see, the thing was, like, WCW offered, or NWA offered, like, the alternative to WWF. It was kind of like... <laughs> Reebok the Nike, or Adidas the Nike, or, you know, before they merged the ABA to the NBA, you know, or it was just like, or like the NFL and the AFL, you know, how it was, yeah, yeah, you had one that was the mainstream, and you had the other one that was really good too, that the real pure fans watched more so than the mainstream, because that was like their underground choice, so it was kind of like, you know us like in hip-hop now like you know like a real underground cat would be like oh you know i don't listen to jay-z i listen to you know rj 2 or you know that type of comparison it was that you know the wcw was the underground but they were still very popular they were on national tv still but they were just the alternative so it was like if you you know if if the wwf was a little bit too polished the N, you know nwa was had a little bit more grime to it you know the wrestlers were a little bit little bit darker in character sometimes yeah. the bad guys were even the good guys you know uh they weren't always so superhero you know type <laughs> shit and so it was just and that's, and, and, it, and it had a different flavor where it was it made it very interesting you know what i'm saying so when they started mixing and inter intermingling in between the WWF and the WCW at first, it was cool. And then they just took it way too far. And then yeah, I guess when it all merged, but you know, it, it was dope because they all came on at different times. So you could sit there and watch, watch, watch wrestling like fucking all weekend. Oh, definitely. You know, man, because uh, they had to compete for different the, the, time slots and shit. And
0: yeah. They had the, um, on Saturday, well, you know, here here locally, you know, because we caught a lot of the syndicated stuff. So like, um, Saturday there was the wrestling challenge, which is the hour. And then Sunday was Superstars. Well, Superstars Wrestling Challenge came on at, uh, I think it was 11 o'clock on, on Saturday. Superstars came on 11 o'clock on Sunday. But 9 o'clock on Sunday was the uh, WCW, uh, whatever yeah. whatever the, the name of their was power hour or whatever it was called. And uh, so, so, so let me backtrack a bit here because I like what you were talking about with the analogy of like, you know, uh, you know, underground versus mainstream, whatever. Because it's exactly what it was. You know, Vince McMahon was about taking wrestling mainstream. You know, that's why WrestleMania had celebrity guests, and that's why you know, and so many other things. Um, and you know, the, the 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 characters were always gimmicks. You know, you know, had always had really flashy gimmicks and stuff like that. Um, WCW
2: storylines,
0: right? You know. right. In WCW, I mean, you had you had gimmicks, but. I mean, it was really more so... It, the, 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 it wasn't it as so outlandish. Right. It, right. It was It was more... Because, okay, uh, perfect example. Ricky Steamboat, you know? I mean, Steamboat's around, and then he went to WWF for a while, and that's when they got him with a headdress and breathing fire out of it, you know, blowing fire off of, uh, you know, down the ring, and then in a costume. And they didn't even use his name. He was just the dragon. But then he goes back to WCW, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat again, is just back to being who he was, you know? Just pure just, just with, just 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 wrestling you know
2: yeah he just had either the little short shorts or he had the long tights with no with no uh boots on you know just bare yeah. feet and shit mm-hmm. yeah and so high flying and all that shit yeah he was dope though yeah
0: and i didn't really care for you know the nwa stuff back then it was really uh i'll tell you when exactly it was again um you mike dixon to shout out uh, one more time um I had gone with you guys and your mom. You had took, that uh, was my first, actually the first and only wrestling match I ever went to down at the old uh, Kiel.
2: Yeah, I remember The
0: Kiel Auditorium. Yeah, that was the first, because I remember um, uh, my sister had gone to stay at uh, Granny and Pawpaw's for the weekend. And your mom had called and said, hey, does John want to go wrestling with us? Uh, and I was like, oh, wrestling? Cool. And I'm just, you know, I'm thinking WWF because that's all I was watching at the time. And then we get there, and it's like a WCW match. I'm like, oh, I don't know who any of these people are, but I came out, I, I came out of there, a huge fan. I'm like, man, I gotta, I, I gotta watch WCW now, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who. All, I mean, I remember some of the matches. I know, I know, Flying Brian, uh, rest in peace. He fought somebody. I know Luger fought somebody. Steiner Brothers fought somebody. Um, but that, but the 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 ones I remember most, uh, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed was when uh, they broke up. Ron Simmons. They fought yeah. each other. And uh, and I remember, I remember uh, Ron Simmons body slamming Butch Reed out of the ring on top of Teddy Long, um, and then I guess the main <laughs> event that was uh, Rick Flair and Arn Anderson versus uh, Sting and El Gigante. Oh
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's the old Keel Auditorium, and that's that's another thing too. You know, we talk about okay, um, so so NWA really is a collective of territories. It's not just one federation. WCW came about because Turner bought that uh Atlanta chapter uh Crockett right. promotions of NWA so they so so WCW actually had seceded from NWA that's what that that's why you get the name change which back then I thought that honestly I thought NWA was the name of the place and they changed their name because of the group <laughs> that's, that's that's what I thought I had no idea oh really <laughs> yeah I thought okay yeah they get, there's, a, there's a rap group called NWA it means something else now nah, let's change our name uh right, nah, reason, I d- no, I didn't know that no, yeah, we, we don't read <laughs> no, that <laughs> right. Right. like okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. But uh now nah, so so uh so so it's W C W at that point. Um I forget where I was going with that, but uh all I have to say that, you know, all of a sudden I'm tuning in like when you you the one who told me, Hey, when does W C W come on? Oh it comes on s- Sunday mornings at this time or we didn't have cable at the time, so we watched the granny and papa's house, you know, on Saturday nights. It's like two hours on on uh, TBS. So if we were over there and we watched it until my dad would throw us out of there, like, okay, too much wrestling, go, go outside, you know, or <laughs> well, whatever, you know, but uh, I mean, I became a fan really quick of that product. And to the point where I had tuned out of WWF, I mean, I still watch it and see what was going on, but I was all about WCW for the next like two, three years. You yeah, remember, but... Uh, oh, 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 I remember what I was going to say. Sorry about that. I remember what I was going to say. I didn't realize how small of an operation it really was. You know? Because WWF is... I mean, WCW really was tiny. You know, it's so it's hard to believe that one... Well, I mean, well, the the TV thing obviously because Turner bought it, so it got you know Turner Broadcasting could be on any one of those channels, so that's how that worked. But it's so hard to believe they actually went head up against WWF and WCW like that to where you really thought, okay, there's two big companies right here, and they really weren't. Because I also remember, uh, you know, they them getting into the queue, uh, right. according to Flair, was actually a big deal because they couldn't get the WWF had Bush Stadium, they had uh, the Checker Dome, so. WCW couldn't get in there and they were I remember they were actually doing shows at Parkway West High School to to be honest with you you know what I'm saying any small venue they could get they were doing them so for them getting in the queue was a big deal and we went to that so
2: I remember that let me tell you something I got some I got some trivia for you it'll probably bug you out remember the Road Warriors of course alright Road Warrior Hawk and Animal yeah Road Warrior Animal his real name is Joseph Laurinaitis
0: yep I know where you're going
2: <laughs> yeah so you know that's his son right yep yeah oh, okay yeah, so play for the Rams. yeah that's crazy you know what I'm saying it's like man, when I found that out I was like dang that is wild you know what I'm saying I used to love the road Warriors, the motherfucker. them and the Steiner Brothers and the Hart Foundation were my favorite yes. tag team groups after uh, after Ron Simmons and Butch, Butch Reed broke up but uh yeah, those were, those are my dudes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we would act like, I think me and uh, Mike even uh, tried to dress up as them one time. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. little shit, but yeah, 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 you know. Because I had gotten some, uh, I forgot where I got these football pads and shit from, because I was a football player <laughs> for Halloween once. Because I, yeah. pl- I was a football player for Halloween like two years in a row, and uh, I don't remember where I got the pads I don't know if Lewis gave me his old shit. Where they got it from, man, because, you know, that's, I think, because back then, I was still, like, in third, fourth grade. I think Lewis was, like, eighth grade, freshman in high school, because I was, like, fourth, yeah, I was, like, fourth, fifth grade, because he was, like, right there in high school, because he was still, I forgot how he did it. He either went to Normandy first, then he was with East, or East into Normandy, but I think I got my shit from him, if I remember, but, um, because he had some old pads that he wasn't using, you know, that's the thing in football, You, you change, you know, you change shoulder pads, you know. Some time so he had some old joints sitting around no, so, uh, If I remember correctly. and uh, I feel you know, like I remember
0: whole, those pads. I might be filling in blanks on my, you know, this in my own head. But I feel like so I, I had remember the whole those shoulder pads.
2: I, I had the whole suit. I had the pants, the pads, the the real undershort pads, and I had the fucking uh, helmet and everything. I, I had all, I had, I had the whole joint, so it was cool. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, I remember I tried to use that and put spikes on it, you know, mm-hmm. had the face paint and all that little shit, man. It wasn't even Halloween; we was just doing that shit just to be doing. It. Right. But uh, but man, I mean, yeah, man, wrestling was just such a part of our lives, man. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It was. I mean, I used to watch it with my dad, you know. I used to watch it with Mike, you know. Mom would watch a little bit of it, you know. It was just, you know, that's what it was. it was. You know, and it was, and back then it was, you know, it was family entertainment. You know, it was real cool. They didn't really get over sexual and none of that dumb shit. They just, they, they made their drama about violence and, oh man, he's gonna beat him up and, oh he might bury him in the casket with the Undertaker, you know, gimmick and type shit like that. Yeah. You know. Shit was crazy though, like when, you know, I mean, I remember the day, I see the progression though, because you remember the days like... With, with the Von Erichs, you know they were like,
0: vaguely. I remember that because by the time know, I really remembered, because cause by the time Kerry Von Erich came to, uh, he was in the WWF. He was going by Texas Tornado, um, and I think it was on TV. It came on TV like some sort of, some sort of documentary about the Von Erichs that uh, explained who, uh, you know, kind of who they were and just you know it was, it was after he died, and it was like how you know most of them you know ended up. Most dying or committing died. suicide. I think, Kevin, you know, something I think that, Kevin
2: committed suicide or some shit because Kevin was dope too, man. He was, yeah, uh, he used to rock with bare feet. He was another one of the bare feet wrestlers, you
0: know. Yeah, and those guys. So I remember seeing that on TV and seeing you know like the the quote unquote curse on the Von Eric family, and uh, just talking about their legacy in the um, WCCW. Down there, like the feud with the Freebirds, which blew my mind because again I came into WCW late. So by then the Freebirds was a duo. It was uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin and Mike Hayes. Okay, mm-hmm. so I didn't know. And, and, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy, he was um he was tag teaming with um Steve Dr. Death Williams. So yep. I'm seeing this this footage. I'm like, wait, what, what, like what? Terry Terry Gordy's not Freebirds. It was like the, the, I forget who was telling me about it. It was like a, um. My homeboy, because he was a big fan. uh Sean, yeah, Sean Brasfield, back in uh middle school, he was a big fan of wrestling. His parents were big fans, and so he knew all. He knew so much history. He's just an encyclopedia back then for a kid, you know. He's like, the hell he ain't like he. Was, they were the Freebirds. He was telling about these. I was like, I didn't know that, you know. So they put me on game, you know, with uh that documentary or whatever. But uh, oh, and speaking of which, um, yeah, shout out to uh, Mike Hayes and uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin. Actually, they're going to be at, um, in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, the other two, obviously, not with us anymore. But uh, I thought it was cool that you know, really, the main cannon of the Freebirds was those three guys. But Hayes reached out to Jimmy Jam and got him involved with this too because he feel like you know, well, you know, the tail end, you know, he was there too. So they're all going in. I know that. The fans don't know that. You know. Yeah, but uh, you but you were saying you were talking about Devon Erickson.
2: Yeah, no, it's just like it, it. just went from that era to where, you know, it was just pure wrestling. and Then it went to where, you know, just kind of had more entertainment, but still wrestling. And then it's like when I look at it now, it's just all talking in the ring and you oh know, god, very few matches. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Dang, I can't even watch it. because... You know, Mike was telling me he's getting back into it because his boys watch it. I tried to watch it one day. I was like, man, I'm forcing myself to sit here and watch this. It's like, uh, I can't even see it anymore. Like, yeah. You know, as a kid, it was I mean, easy to, you know, throw your imagination into it. And, you know, as a kid, you know, all these possibilities. You don't really see all the behind the scenes. You don't know shit. And it's just now, it's just like, oh, man, I, I can't. But, you know. That's... But,
0: that's what's happened to me, man, because I got out of it. You know, well, because I, I watched it longer than you did. You got out of it actually fairly early, and I'm going to come back around to that in a second here. But, um, you know, I I won't say I'm back into it, but I am more clued into what's going on actually within the last couple months because my girls, all of a sudden, they, they started watching it. Yeah. And so I'm seeing they've got an interesting product. They've got a very diverse roster more so than ever before which I really like um, I like that there, a lot of third and fourth generation people uh, are, are there now and they're actually competent you know they're not people like Eric Watts who were you know Cowboy Bill Watts' son who he just tried to force down a, you know who really wasn't shit right. but he got a deal because his pops was in charge you know they out there doing the thing. I mean, the women's division is actually believable now. I mean, it's not just a bunch of hoes and in broad panty matches and, and swimming pool <laughs> matches and stuff. I mean, they, they're fighting. You know, they're wrestling. You know, it's kind of like how it was back when I was a kid. Um, they are trying to bring back tag teams as a actual thing, because for so long that's you know you get a guy who team up with somebody else for a while and. You know, but they didn't. Those teams didn't really mean anything. You got teams who are actually kind of together now. They're trying to bring that back, uh, but at the same time, the, 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 the like you said, it's all talking. Like, for what I understand, Monday Night Raw is three hours long. Which I don't know who needs three hours of wrestling. I mean, I maybe I'm maybe it's me on am outside looking in, but uh, on Hulu, the shit is uh they they cut it down, they chop it down to about an hour and a half. So that means they've already lopped out a bunch of crap that you don't need to see. Number one, number two, um, they have all these like two three minute matches, but then fifteen minutes of talking, and I'm like, so they do this for three hours every week? You got to be kidding me! Right? You know, and 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 on top of that, I mean, it seems like they have really good. They got they, they got a really good, really good cast of characters there, but it seems like the writing doesn't know what it's doing. Like I've seen where, like, it seems like they got somebody who. It's supposed to be, like, the top guy, and he'll go out there, he'll win. Then the next week he'll get his ass whooped, and then he'll come out and get a little win, a little cheap win by count out or something the next week, and then go on the pay-per-view and get his ass whooped. I'm like, well, then, okay. He, 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 they, so, so, so at the end of the day, they're not proving anything to me. I mean, so, I mean, I can watch it with them. I can watch anything with them. I mean, you know, but I, I sat there and tried to watch do some of it myself, and I have been kind of in preparation for this episode for research purposes, just kind of trying to watch the product. And I sit by myself. It's a fight. Like I see what they're doing. I mean, there's hope, but I can't, I, I, I myself, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be into it again like that, but I, but, but I've also gone on YouTube and looked at, looked at, uh, I see one channel called wrestling with regret. We have regret with a spell with a W. So you have WWW. And I've seen like all these little, uh, Shorts he's done about like stuff that's happened in the past, and I mean, from the time I got out of it, which is like 2000 and then maybe early 2001, because I kind of would flip back and kind of check in because I was kind of out of it, but I was kind of seeing what's going on, and then
2: you lasted a long time,
0: yeah. And see, yeah, I've been out of it, I've been out of it for long, and I was in it, you know, believe it or not, at this point, but um, I mean, but I so I would watch and just kind of see what's going on, and then be like, okay, this is crap. And then eventually just stop watching altogether. And then I'm looking at some of the shorts that this guy is putting on the YouTube, talking about it, and I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't even want to get into all the stuff. I'm like, this really was the worst show on television. I'm surprised this company lasted as long as it – I'm surprised they're still around. Man. You know.
2: It's just, you know, mindless entertainment, man. It, it's the but it was –
0: It was god-awful, though. I mean, just some of the shit – I'm like who thought this was a good idea? But 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 okay, so so back so speaking of getting out of it, uh you know, shortly after I started watching WCW, I mean you pro- you were probably on for maybe a year longer, if that, and then you just said, uh, you know, I think about growing it, I'm tired of it. You just you just stopped. Yeah, it was like
2: somewhere around going into high school you know <clears throat> You know, just everything changed, man. Wasn't playing with toys anymore. Puberty hit high school now. You know, all that shit just, yeah, my interest went to other places. I was just basically all about hooping, you know. Uh, So I really wasn't in the house. And then when I was, I was playing video games. I really wasn't watching TV. And when I was watching TV, it was usually a basketball game, you know, or a football game, you know. So, I mean, that was pretty much where my shit was at at the time, you know. So, you know. And then just listening to hip hop on the way back and forth to school, or while I'm playing video games. So I, wrestling just kind of just got phased out, you know. And, and after I got out, I, you know, trying to watch it afterwards, I didn't know who was who and what was going on. So the interest, you know, I, I could never rekindle the interest. So I just never, you know, fuck with it.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, I, it, the way I look at it is always is always so funny to me because it's like we went to the match, okay? the wrestling match we're talking about down at the queue. Uh, he started watching WCW um, mostly because of you, and then shortly after you, you you know, like I said, within within a, within a year you were out. So it's like, damn, it's like one of the last things he did was uh show me the other side of the uh the coin with this WCW shit. You know, he kind of left it to right. me. <laughs> That's what it was kind of yeah. like. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah it's crazy, man. Yeah. But, uh, but no, man, but no, I, I I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. I mean, dog, like li- listen, literally, we would have. And then what we would do for the for the GI Joe's man, we made like we take like pieces of paper and then we would draw out the wrestling belts. And then we would you know, draw in, you know, W you know, or J W A or M W A for Mike, you know whatever. And then, you know, World Championship or Intercontinental Champion or uh, uh or was the T V champion and you know, they had like a couple of different ones, you know, or World tag team champions and shit like that. So we make the belts, we color them in and then cut them out with scissors. And then we'd have them, you know, to wrap around the dudes when they had the championship matches at the end. So the G.I. Joes had a little belt to walk out with. You know?
0: Right, right. And
2: then, and then we even went so far as when we had the little personal tape decks and shit, we would put on little songs and shit for their little walkout and shit like that. We put on our own personal songs. I mean, it was crazy, man. I mean, it, it was just dope. It, it, wrestling was, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a special time, man. And, uh, I mean, I mean, they just said hey, you say it was the, you know is diverse with characters, and you know, I'm sure you meant racially diverse. Uh, is well, what mean, you're probably talking about. I mean, more so. in
0: a lot of ways, because uh, I mean, yeah, racially it's more mixed up, but also, I know for a while because Vince McMahon is cra- is, is crazy. He's very old, and I think he's losing his mind. Honestly, uh, he everybody was like this jacked up, roided up, looking cat. You know, now you got guys, you got people of different sizes. You know, you got like this one short, chunky dude. He's the Intercontinental Champion right now. You know, you got uh, this group. These guys are like uh, who I like actually. I, I this, this group called the Wyatt Family. Who uh, the guy named Bray Wyatt, um, but he's like I don't know what his I don't know what their angle is. I don't know if they voodoo or whatever the fuck, but they come out to the ring in the dark with this lantern, and he talks a bunch of shit, and it seems like, it's, it's like a cult of some sort, I don't know, but they, it's really dope, though, the way it's done, I think, he he's one of the few people, that's another thing, too, with these talking segments, everything, all these guys are so terrible on the mic now, they sound scripted as fuck, but this guy, he sounds he's real natural on that, so you almost believe this guy is crazy, for real, and then I love the whole entrance, the whole spectacle of this thing, like, it's cool, so you know, these guys, they don't look like, you know, they don't look like, you know, Randy Orton's and Dwayne Johnson's and stuff like that. You know, these big bearded, you know, burly guys, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just like, just just the whole, just the whole the image of what wrestlers are or what they should look like is different now. But, yeah, racially, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely more mixed up, you know, and definitely you got more people of color, like, in the, in the, in the, in the top picture too, you know what I'm saying you don't have them just being used as jobbers like Pez watley and all those guys back in the day yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah man I mean and I just I used to like you know uh <clears throat> they had a lot of different guys I used to like uh, who uh, who was the dude? um the Steiner Brothers was another tag team like I said I mentioned them they were wrestlers too they were they wrestled out of Michigan, yeah um uh, what was uh Arn Anderson. Yeah, I love Arn Anderson. Four and uh, Who who was the Four Horsemen? It was Arn Anderson and it was uh,
0: uh Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, uh I mean there's different there's different incarnations I mean, The one I remember it was uh Anderson Flair, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious. But uh before that yeah. before that it was Tully Blanchard. Uh, before Tully, that's yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah, Tully Blanchard. Yeah. And they've
0: changed lineups. You know, there's lineups that I don't remember because I wasn't around before that. And they've switched people in and out since then.
2: But, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Arn Anderson, he was, <clears throat> he was like my first favorite technical wrestler. You know, as far as the one he would do all the different ty- – And when – when, See back then when they would say technical wrestler for anybody that doesn't know or you know is not hip. I don't I don't know if they still use those terms in wrestling now or not. But uh, back then, uh, the technical wrestler would be the guy that he may not have had the most strength, but he used speed and technique, and may, he maybe used different types of throws. He might have had like a, a leg lock or an arm lock or right. something. Right, a, a lot the of mat wrestling,
0: arm. chain wrestling.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, a couple of trips. He might you know have a couple of you know moves running off the ropes or you know he was just not necessarily high flying but he just had like you you might see a couple of more actual wrestling moves that they would incorporate into the you know performance wrestling style
0: right that was the uh that was those were kind of the categories back then weren't they it was kind of like you had your technical guys you had your uh your power guys you know like your hulk hogan's and uh you know, the people who do you know, a lot of the the, the power slams and the body slams and you know yeah, that kind of stuff. Suplexes big strength stuff. Yeah, yeah. Su- suplexes yeah. and just you know, uh then you had your your high spot guys, you know, like your like uh you know, like your 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 Z Man, Tom Zink or Flying Brian, whatever, you know, a lot of aerial
2: moves. Yeah and stuff great like move, that. Uh, you yeah, know, Sting was sort of high flying when he first came out. Uh Jimmy Superfly Snucker. Oh yeah. Uh the Dragon Steamboat was kind of high flying. Um, who else? Uh, and Grant Muda was dangerous. He, he, they let him. Uh, they let him incorporate a couple of karate moves in with his shit because he had a couple of head kicks he would throw. Right. Uh, <clears> the <throat> Japanese style
0: was always a little bit more because um, uh, they because they wore those shin those, those uh, shin guards. And, yeah. uh and pads on the front of the boots so they were actually kick you really hard and shit like that and you, you could hear that you know mm, yeah, you could hear yeah, that through the yeah, through the mics
2: <laughs> man I mean like and you know somebody like mankind you know he'd been around so long cactus jack you know, cause, yeah because he yeah he was cactus jack for so long you know uh I remember hacksaw Jim Duggan yep remember him uh man I mean uh, oh, Coco Beware you know, Oh yeah Coco uh, yeah. He's yeah, like a high um, spot guy Yeah you know um, who, who else is around uh, I used to love the, Like I said I used to love the Hart Foundation uh, Owen Hart Jim yeah. uh Bret Hart You know all them um, And pull right down to the throat there's just so many different dudes man Uh, it was just like hey, you know what to be honest it was just that time period in entertainment as it was there was just so many different options like even in the NBA it was like in wrestling you just had so many guys you could follow for so many different reasons you had different tag teams uh, what was it the the rock and roll express <clears throat> all these different teams that you could, uh, you know, get behind, and wrestlers you could be, you know, favorites of. I remember you said the wrestling shirts, you know, the different guys you used to like. Man, it was just the same thing with the NBA. It was di- so many different teams and the same thing in the NFL. It was just so many different options. But it's like now it's like it's only like three or four in everything now that that's either good or that you would follow or that everybody likes or, you know, it's so bandwagon. That was the thing about wrestling back then is that it was just so many different options. You know what I'm saying? And then they even had I think it's called TNA now, but they used to have it called TNT or something like that, but they they even even had another little third ring uh or third tier wrestling thing that was trying to compete with WCW and uh WWF at the time. That was cool. And uh <clears throat> So it was just like I don't know. I I just felt like um it was like I could go watch Hulk Hogan fight Randy Savage or somebody on W W F and then I can go and watch you know Ric Flair against like Sting or something. You know, in the W C W and So you get to sit there and wonder, like, man, you know, what would it be like if Ric Flair fought Hogan? Or what would it be like if blah blah blah. You know what I mean? It always gave you the what if and it was just so interesting, you know, the different dynamics of the different federation. And that's what when you were talking about, you know, that's why it was such a big deal when Ric Flair came over, you know. And you know, I I don't know. It's just you know, I like Eric Bischoff's product at the time. It was really dope, man. And uh, but I also uh, well, at the time you know, I think that was, uh, was just kind of like the Yankees. You know, it was just there was just kind of the Yankees, and you know, the WCW was kind of like the Red Sox. You know what I mean? It was, it was just kind of how it was. was yeah. You know, or the Nick or the Knicks to you know the Bulls. You know, it's just kind of how. But they always had you know just different dope little dudes and that you know, you an wouldn't an even think about that were just like, oh man, yeah, I remember that guy or blah, blah, blah like man, I mean
0: yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, um uh, <clears throat> you mentioned Bischoff, you know, and it's like uh if you remember back then, back when you were watching, actually Bischoff, remember he was in the newsroom WCW magazine. thanks Jim, and this is the WCW Magazine for Saturday, May 9th 1992, our lead story takes us to the Windy City last Sunday night when Rick and Scott Steiner defeated Arn Anderson at beautiful Bobby Eaton for the WCW World Tag Team Championships inside of a steel cage. Now, there were no television cameras on hand, but according to WCW Magazine's Dennis Brent, who captured the action with these photographs, the fans at Chicago's UIC Pavilion witnessed a truly inspired title defense by Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton. Remember, they used to do that... uh the wrestling news report or whatever, and he do he'd be there behind the screens. He just kind of doing the interviews, or he would do like a like kind of recaps of what's happening. And then I forget who was actually running at the time. Then Bischoff took over like some sometime after that. I'm kind of fuzzy on how that actually went because when I because I, I remember hearing it too because I okay because like you would, you were just talking you were just describing it what it was and then what happened is fucking okay Hulk Hogan went down to WCW, which was just like hell frozen over.
2: Um, yeah, that was crazy. And then did all that NWO shit. And-
0: well, before that, he was just, you know, he'd gone there as Hulk Hogan, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. and he, you know, same, same character, except he had a shitty version of a, he had some shitty American song, because he couldn't use Real American anymore. Uh, and then Savage goes down there, and Mean Gene goes down there, and, Everybody, it, it just seemed like all the washed up uh, WWF talent was going down to WCW, and then that's when they started kind of mixing up and getting weird. And that's when I said, "Okay, I'm done with WCW," because and even yeah, WWF for the time the too. The I was HBO. yeah, even then I was kind of getting out of it because they were going a little bit too cartoony and strange. And I I still watched it, but it wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't like it used to be. I watched it just because I, I, I mean, I liked it. We had, we finally had cable, so we could finally watch Monday Night Raw, and so we watched it. But uh, it wasn't the same, and it really wasn't until WCW kicked. Uh, they kind of kicked those uh the, those little funky angles to the side. They had a guy. Uh, uh, what is it? I forgot his name. He was like a. He was look he was just like Sub Zero but he was basically Sub Zero the Wrestler. That's what they came out with. <laughs> he looked like Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat. And then uh this cartoon shit. And they kicked that to the side when they started doing the NWO thing. And then that's when WWF started to kinda of change their tune also because it was like it was 'cause 'cause they they 'cause they were getting hot off it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, a couple things I wanna mention too about uh just memories of uh, of you and wrestling back then. Number one, a couple things. Well, I I already mentioned the match a couple times that we went to, so that's one thing I remember. I remember um, that we were talking about Sting. I remember that and, and Cactus Jack. I remember that angle he had with Cactus Jack and Abdul the Butcher, where uh, I remember there was like a bo- they, like Cactus Jack had left him a left him a box on the side of the ring, and he opened it up, and Abdul the Butcher comes out and starts attacking Sting or whatever. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. And then the other thing was, it was on WWF at the time, we were at Granny and Pawpaw's house, and um, it was, I can't remember where we were going with Pawpaw after that, but we had just finished watching uh, a part of WWF when um, Jake the Snake Roberts had, uh, he, they, they had him uh, restrained off to the side, they had him tied up in the ropes or something, and Earthquake had taken that bag with the snake in it, and... Uh, and done that butt that 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 butt smash on it like five times and killed the snake. Right. And, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Because we saw him take the snake out and put it back in, and we we're like, "He killed the snake." And pop <laughs> he was trying to explain to us, "No, no, the Humane Society would get on him after that. He didn't kill the snake. They put a, that, you know, they switched the bag when you weren't looking or something, something or other, you know." And we we're like, "Okay, you know." So we went there for that because because another thing too, uh, I was told that it was fake a long time ago. You know, it's, it's like when I was really little, so it wasn't like. I, it's always funny to me when I hear about grown folks who actually believed, believed in it. You know, it's like no one told them. Well, back then, no. You know, back then it was still fuzzy as to whether it was real or fake. I, I didn't have any idea. You know, yeah. that people actually, I mean, really, folks really believed in wrestling back then. You know, and I was like, I said I didn't know that because my parents taught me right away. Hey, you know, this it, it, wrestling isn't really real. He really didn't get hurt. And blah blah whatever. So, right. you know, and don't He'll try it. Back the next week and, right. You
2: know, the stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. So, okay. So, when were you told that it was a work?
2: Uh, <sighs> my pops told me, man. Um, he told me about, I think it was one of the times they had one of the ladder matches. Uh, I was watching one day, and I was like, oh man, he fell off the wow, you know, surprised he didn't break his back, but of course he didn't break his back, you know, this stuff ain't real. You know, he just kind of said it matter-of-factly, and then, and then I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he just kind of explain like you know they do all this stuff. You said watch, you know every time they punch they stomp their feet. That's why you always hear boom every time they <laughs> punch. Yeah. Or you know look at them, you hear them talking. You can, I mean, you may not hear them talking, but you, you, might, you might hear a word every now and then if the camera or the boom mic gets too close. But you see them whispering and mouths and stuff to each other because they're telling each other the moves because they already had a pre worked routine. hmm You know, and he said, you know, and you think about it, you know. And then he put me in the headlock and he said, no, think about it like this. And he said, and I squeeze you like this, you know, you're going to go out pretty quick. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can feel yourself losing oxygen. You know, he said, but look. He said, look how he's got on i put you like this. It doesn't matter how hard I squeeze. You're not you're not going to be, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you so know. He said, so he could sit there and do all this little sling in his hand and shaking like he's getting back up. And, you know, then they elbows him in the stomach and gets out of it and runs against the ropes i mean do you think people really stand there and wait for you know it's like yeah. and then you think about it so you know or wait for him to come and do this big ass leg drop like they so out of it from them little punches right that, right you know it's like you know so you know and jumping off the ropes that's the most ridiculous thing who would stand there and not roll out of the way I exactly mean, that move would be the most non you know finishing move you can make in real life you know so of course it's you know that's like and i started thinking about it i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah i think my pop showed me a headlock it, too
0: like oh, you were talking yeah. about i think he did the same thing would be to show me how a headlock works I'm like ah okay
2: Yeah. you know different things and then the figure four leg lock once i realized that i was like oh okay you really have to like they're not going anywhere near the, the area to where that would actually have any type of effect right you know so it was like they're not they're not even doing that at all they're just grabbing the legs and squatting basically you know what i'm saying so it was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's easy to take i mean it just they just bend you a little bit so i mean but you just do you, you do pretty much more of the acting they flopping more so like like you know, Patrick Ewing in the NBA taking that charge and flopping, you know, <laughs> you know. Or that's just how. That's that's basically how I look at that, you know. Mm-hmm. But and then when I noticed the stomping of the feet on the punches, and that's why that's when I was like, oh god, you know, like damn, you know, okay, you know, and then started noticing how, you know, the blood was looking weird, didn't look like real blood you know like yeah it kind of looked like blood but it didn't. kind of didn't look like blood and then he told me about the packets you know and you know the pre-cut you know how the razors are dull like sometimes you see them like act like they got a razor in their little wrist tape or something like that mm-hmm. and you know they might have a little like a pre-cut or you know something like that and You know, or or a bag of blood where they have it, you know, somewhere and smash it, and it's just all over you or something like that. They've done a lot of different tactics. Now some guys have taken it to where they will cut themselves in real life. Like yeah, that's how they used to. I've heard of some guys doing that. You know, that's how they used to do it. They do like a Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: they make a small incision right right there. You can't really see it. So when it gets hit, then they will bleed, and that's how they do it. But it's always in the middle of the head, and that's why you know it's like okay, how come you know. I'm hitting him in the eye You know He's looking at the black eye But he's bleeding from the middle of his head
2: Right You know So And that'd just be for the show Like oh my god You know so. Yeah But yeah You know and, Yeah and then you wonder How come they never had black eyes You know what yeah. I'm saying Or never had Broken you know, noses and jaws Yeah Or busted lips And you know all this other stuff. Yeah, you always did wonder. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, now nah, that it all came together, then, like I said, it was all at the same time where everything for me was just changing anyway. You know, in life, so that shit just kind of faded out. You know? Right.
0: <clears throat> but I just remember it used to always kill me. You know, when I was, even even when I was a kid. You know, and people like I watch wrestling. you're Like, do you know wrestling is fake? I'm like, uh, yeah. It told me a long time ago. Like, it's TV. Yeah. So around
1: against TV, <laughs> I'm like, TV. It, <laughs> I mean, <what? laughs> I'm like, what? Superman is so real? It's you tell me. So proper that? you know? watch,
2: motherfucker. So it was young and the Restless That shit's fake. Yeah. You know, so, hell
0: yeah, bad. Yeah, but and uh, hey, one more thing, one more thing. I don't know if you remember this. You had a, you had a, you had a board game, a WrestleMania board game that had a videotape in it. And yeah, how the hell? How how did the hell did that work? Do you remember?
2: Man, no. no, no. I think. <laughs> I think it had to do with, like, you took a turn, and then it maybe, like, it would tell you to watch this part of the video.
0: Okay, because I remember once, I, like, and you always had it, and I always wanted to play it, you and were like, you nah, it's too much trouble, board. it's too much trouble, and it's not really that fun. I'm like, really?
2: Yeah, it was weird, like, you'd have to do something on the board, and then whatever tell you on the board, then you have to watch the tape, and then the tape would tell you what to do on the board, but then it was fucked up, because shit was in, like, it it could get out of sequence real fast, so you end up doing a bunch of fast-forward and rewinding and looking for this and looking for that. It was just cumbersome as shit. It was, like, clumsy to put together and it really, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, because I didn't, I I don't remember how I got it. I think somebody gave it to me, you know, because they knew that, I like, wrestling and got it for me or something. I don't even think I, because I didn't go to the store to get that, I don't think. Right. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But, yeah, you know, just, uh, yeah,
0: I always wondered about that thing And then I just, you know I, used to, I mean, you had it You liked wrestling You said it wasn't fun I believed you I'm like, okay, well, I mean If it's not good, it ain't good And if He says it ain't good It must not be So don't worry about it But I always wondered how it even worked, you know
2: <laughs> I wouldn't lie. I yeah. mean, it was like and the concept would have been cool, but that would have been something like, now that could have been easily worked out nowadays with the interactive Oh, yeah, today,
0: technology. but this was that, you know, like
2: nowadays, you know, 1985, you know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, you know, it was just big technology so was, that really wasn't. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, you know, it was just really weird, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking funny.
0: Yeah, man, but alright, so um, yeah, before we get out of here, uh, first of all, uh, your top five you mentioned a lot of your favorites. Um, wrestlers, the top five, man. Uh, first of all, yeah. are they in order? And what was your criteria? Like, how did you come up with it?
2: Well, they weren't in, these aren't, necess- the top five aren't in a necessary order. But the reason why they made the top five was just everything about them. The overall presentation, uh, whether I, the moves I liked theirs, uh, the people they fought, uh, the, sh- the shit they used to talk. Uh, everything. So, um, you know, my top five were uh, number one, Ultimate Warrior. Okay. You know, uh, number two, uh, uh, Ron Simmons. I used to right. like him, man. I used to like, I used to like his build. You know, just black dude out there kicking ass. He Used to talk a lot of shit. Had the Jerry Curl. You know, was a former football player. Hell you yeah. You know, I, I I just liked him. You know what I'm saying? He was dope. He was a champion. You know, so he's a tag team champion, single champion, so, you know, I liked him a lot. Uh, sting was another sting. big favorite of mine, you know, as you know, um, you know, uh, I, I love the face paint, you know, the different types of face paint, you know, his little Sting pants with the, the scorpions on it, Yeah. I thought were dope, and he had them coordinate with his face paint, you know, uh, it, you know, his whole presentation was dope. He was a little bit of a technical, a little bit of a high flyer. He had like one, he'd pull out a power move every now and then. He was kind of an all around, you know, um, dude. He was kind of the anti-hero. He was the Jason Statham type of a uh, uh, character in a sense where uh, him going bad wasn't a surprise, but it was a surprise that it took so long. Mm -hmm. Because he was, you know, him being good for so long. You know, he had teamed up with the warrior a little bit. He was kind of like a smaller version, a smaller, not as wild, smarter version of the warrior. Right. You know, as far as, you know, he actually could talk, you know, he didn't oh, uh, from the gods come down from the heavens <laughs> and and, it's and, another one that's and going give the, the Hall ultimate of fame, warrior too. the power. You know, he wasn't doing all that dumb shit, you know. Yeah. So it was just, you know, I, I, I just love Sting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's a,
0: that's another one that's going in the Hall of Fame this year too. Uh you know, because, uh, which, which is, you know, uh, which is a big thing considering that he went his whole career never, never wrestling a WWE match ever. You know, even actually in the early 90s when it was rumored that he was going to go over there and he didn't do it. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, he ended up signing with them a couple years ago and he did a couple of matches, but I think now he just, he injured himself, so I don't think he can wrestle anymore. So that never really, uh, ran its course. But the fact that he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame with, Without ever really making an impact on that company at all, is is, is amazing because that means yeah. they are looking at his entire body of work and saying you're in here. So
2: yeah, exactly, and, it, and it's deserving too, you know. Uh, and um, you know, but junkyard dog, junkyard
0: dog, four. all right.
2: You know, he, he was one. He was one of the first guys that my dad put me on. To. You know what I'm saying? My dad used to like, you know, He used to like his. Uh, his uh, Interest music, that queen joint that another one bites the dust. <laughs> another one bites the dust and he, you know, do his little finishing move, which was the uh that running headlock slam where he just grab you, run and then jump and slam you on the ground and sit down. Right. He's to do that, and then turn around and pin you. One, two, three, and then here come the music. Another one dust. Nice, nice, nice. You know, it was just, yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? He had the red pants and the white boots with the dog on it, the bulldog on it. It was yep. dope, man. You know, yeah, it was dope. And then, uh, so, and then number five, man, you know, it's really kind of a tie, um, between Ravish and Rick Rude and Ted DiBiase.
0: All right, nice.
2: You know, uh, it's the, and the reason being is because uh, they were both assholes, and I did like the asshole wrestler every now and then that would cause the trouble and talk the shit, Oh and sure. it was good, and would, and would kind of, you know, give the hero a run for his money, you know, the good guy run for his money, I like that shit, and Ravish and Rick Rude would come to the ring, talk shit, talk about how he you how take it, girl, he gyrate in front of you, have pictures of your girl on, 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 on his on his crotch or on his ass, you know what I'm saying, but he was cut up than the motherfucker, he could wrestle so it wasn't like he was a punk you know what I'm saying, it was just like one of them irritating motherfuckers that, you know yeah. when he got his ass whooped when he got his ass whooped, finally it was like, yeah, finally somebody whooped his ass but at the same time, it was kind of like I like the way he talks shit to motherfuckers and I like the way he kind of like yeah, all ladies want to go home with rap. You know, and he'd do his little thing, yep. have his hand on his head and shit, dude. It was like, you know, everybody go wild. I was like, yo, this wild. So, yeah, him and DiBiase just because he was just a cocky motherfucker. Yeah. just, you know, sit there holding his lapels and shit with his motherfucking bling. And <laughs> 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 you know, he just looked like some fucking... You know, he looked like an oil tycoon. That's kinda of looked like what he patterned his little shit off of, like some down south oil tycoon, you know. That's that's kinda of what I always took him as. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Those are my five. Those are my five. And then, you know, honorary mention the Road
0: Warriors. Road Warriors, know? okay.
2: They're my honorary mention.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a good list right there. Um Yeah, yeah. But okay, and then uh one more thing before we go, man. Um interest music. Because that's a big part of it too. Best Street Atlanta
2: GA. <laughs> Best Street Atlanta GA.
1: Best Street in the whole USA. Best Street Atlanta
0: and I. can't block you with the Three boys. That's uh, a, that's, that's a, first of all, first of all that's a good one because from what I understand that is like the original interest music well I mean like you know they were the ones who kind of brought that that people didn't come out to music before um, and they had I think they had a song before that and then switched to started performing that one and then
2: doing it so man, that's right, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah,
2: that shit was up there to me and I even like rock music like rock music like that but to me that shit was up there would pour some sugar on me <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that fucking song like, oh that shit they used to come out to that shit and the end of the match best in the whole USA <laughs> 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 yeah that was the end yeah, no, I'm telling you that shit <laughs> wow. yeah and then again Junkyard Dogs another one bites the dust
1: Another One
2: bites the dust And another one gone And another one gone Another one bites the dust You know, another one bites the dust That shit, you know That shit was hot Alright. You know what I'm saying um, Again, Ultimate Warrior shit shit was recognizable. Was really uh, I mean, you know, no big we're to Hulk Hogan Hogan's shit was popular, but I didn't like the song. You know, um, it was just corny. It was so American Pie. I just, I don't know. I just, I never, I never, I never, I never bit that. I never bit into that are. Uh, right. um, those were the main ones, man, that I, that I just. That really, really stuck out. Uh, you know, the Undertaker music was cool because he had the little funeral bell, right? You know, with his shit. You know, but other than that, that's those are the main ones that I remember. Because I mean, guys change it up songs sometimes too, so and yeah. I don't remember everybody else enough. So,
0: yeah. As far as you know, and you were watching a lot of WCW back then, and from what I, I mean, a lot of those guys didn't really have so much uh, memorable music because I guess whoever was. Wherever they were getting the shit from, you know, it seemed like everybody came out to like a bunch of generic rock songs and then you have like the standouts like, you know, like, then you know, like the Freebirds and, uh, you know, maybe a couple
2: others. Yeah. Now the Bushwhackers had a funny ass uh, song. Oh,
0: didn't they have that, 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 uh, that didgeridoo music?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that shit was hilarious.
0: That's <laughs> before I even knew what that, that was. was. I just knew it was weird. Yeah. And they come to with, with that walk <laughs> with that... <laughs>
2: Yeah, with that crazy ass walking dude, <laughs> have his head all cocked with that weird ass smug on his face. That shit. Oh, I uh, love no bushwhackers, dog. Uh, the dude's supposed to be from Australia and uh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Other than that, but, yeah, that's pretty much all. Uh, uh, I remember as being memorable.
0: Super, super all right. Well, uh, you know, thanks again, Ghost, for coming on here and doing this. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah uh, folks. Again, you know, this is one segment of uh, of several it's you know depending on how i end up uh, with the final product you know you may hear this at the beginning you may hear this in the middle we don't really know how we're gonna do it but uh that was ghost right there we're gonna move on to uh to another segment here in a minute so uh stay tuned
2: yeah yeah
1: The thing with Nasty could make it down our block, but I'll never forget it. hearing that evidence got to say Someone should have told me those stories about Nasty, USA. So don't go too comfortable, I'll be sat Cause this is where the fevers live and everything's going down. If you don't know by now, we always get our way. That's the way you it is down here on Nasty, USA. Nasty.